the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Those things may be true, but that's not what makes you a follower of Christ. God chose the lowly things of this world. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. Artificial intelligence program to write the paper for them. Did you hear that, students? Don't do it. <laughs> You're going to get found out. What you cover, he'll one day uncover. Hey, so be careful. It's always right to do right. Just like, for good, bad, or indifferent, this pastor doesn't preach somebody else's sermons and proclaim to have a word from God. It would be wrong for me to just say, I'm going to get up at six in the morning and Tell ChatGPT to write me a good sermon for the people of Mission Hill today. It's always right to do right. That's true with artificial intelligence, but it's true in any area of your life. I was thinking about this, and I I thought about how we've approached all these issues. And so I asked, is is there a Jesus story in Scripture where, where Jesus comes in contact with somebody who discovers there's one who has greater knowledge than they do? But of course the answer is yes. Everybody Jesus came in contact with discovered that. But I was immediately drawn to the woman at the well. You remember that story? I told you it's one of the most familiar. It's in John chapter 4. Jesus, the Bible says, had to go through Samaria. He had to go there because he had a divine appointment with this woman. And so Jesus finds himself thirsty and at a well where this Samaritan woman walks up and they begin a conversation. Now this is odd for a lot of reasons. It's odd that Jesus, a rabbi, would be talking to this non-Jewish woman. It's odd that this man would be talking to this woman. It's odd that this person who's of the children of Israel would be talking to this Samaritan. But see, that's what God does, doesn't he? He he regularly bridges the gaps that, that we think can't be bridged. And so you find Jesus in this conversation. This lady comes up. She says, I'm thirsty. And Jesus says something like this. Well, hey, if you really knew who I was, you wouldn't be asking for water from that well. You'd be asking me for the water that's alive, that changes your life. I'm sure she still didn't understand, but she said, yeah, give me some of that. I I want some of that water. And Jesus says, great, go get your husband. He was setting her up (laughs) because she said, ah, it's going to be a problem. I've I've had five different husbands. I don't have a husband. Jesus said, yeah, you've had five different husbands, and the old man you're shacking up with now, he's not your husband. And she began to realize she was talking to someone that had knowledge greater than her. And see, in our lives, that's a place we all have to get to. 
where we recognize we're not know-it-alls. We don't have all the answers. And what I want to tell you today is chat GPT or artificial intelligence is not going to have all your answers. But there is one that knows more than you do. So this conversation ensues and it begins to be a religious conversation. And and eventually this lady is so moved that it says she leaves her water bucket there at the well and she runs into town and she says, guys, you guys have got to come see this guy who told me everything I've ever done. He's the Messiah. And her life was changed. And then something interesting happens. Look at John 4, verse 39. I'm just going to read these few verses. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. And they then said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we've heard for ourselves. And we know this man is really the Savior of the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, that's my desire. That because we gather here, because your word is proclaimed, there would be many more that know that you, Jesus, are the Savior of the world. Lord, that those of us who know you're the Savior and you've saved us, Lord, that we'll leave more determined than ever to seek you for knowledge and wisdom and growth. Lord, we'd understand who you are as a sovereign God and what that means in our life. So give us in this moment what we need that we don't have. Teach us those things we've not learned. Make us different. And yes, again, Lord, I ask, save someone for eternity today. So let my words be your words, and let my thoughts be your thoughts, because you are the one who's redeemed me, and for that I'll be forever grateful. I pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. I want to give you a little bit of a different way to look at this familiar story, just four statements that affect each of us. Number one, Jesus knows all. And he has always known. We're we're talking about intelligence. We're we're talking about knowledge and maybe even wisdom. Two different things there. But I want to remind you that what we believe, what scripture teaches, is that Jesus is God. And our God is omniscient. Our God knows all. But that's not a new thing. That didn't happen because of some development at some point in history or in time. God has always been our all-knowing God. In fact, I love how John 1 describes Jesus. John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word. It's literally a word logos that speaks of wisdom. In the beginning was the Word, and and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that's been made. It's describing Jesus. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church, right here in Tampa Bay. 
Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. Or maybe Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Are describing Jesus in Colossians 2. The Apostle Paul says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I, I just want you to understand what Bible-believing followers of Christ believe is that all wisdom, all knowledge is found in the person of Jesus Christ. So when Paul is writing the book of Romans, we spent 30 weeks going through Romans. When Paul wrote the book of Romans, he ended that letter with these words, to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Now, that's what the woman at the well encountered. She encountered God, we call it incarnate. God become man in the person of Jesus Christ. And she begins to realize things are different when he says in verse 13, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. She begins to realize there's something different different about Jesus. You can't talk about knowledge and wisdom. You can't talk about intelligence as a person of faith without recognizing that we worship a God who claims to be sovereign, who claims never to be caught off guard, who claims to know all and to have always known all. No matter how much human wisdom we gain, we will never match the knowledge of God. Do you understand that? Jesus knows all and he's always known. But here's where this gets personal. Jesus knows you like no one else knows you. And that's really relevant because especially at moments like these, I'm one of us. I know what it's like to to walk into church and feel like, man, if if people knew what I did this week or if they knew what was in my past or, or they know how bad I've blown it. And, and so church can, can sometimes be a place where we're just filled with guilt and shame because we never get past that moment. And it's in that context that scripture reminds us that Jesus knows us like no one else knows us. There's nothing in your life 
that surprises him. There's no hidden secrets. Now, there are lots of secrets in this room. Some of those are not good. There there are some secrets maybe that the people right next to you aren't aware of. There are secrets that husbands have from wives and wives have from husbands. The children have from parents and parents have from children. But nothing's secret from God. And in fact, that's why we believe what Proverbs teaches when it reminds us that, man, if if we conceal sins, he eventually uncovers those sins. What what we cover, he's going to uncover. But thank you, Jesus, by his grace, what we uncover, what we confess, he covers through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. He knows us like no one else knows us. And that's why he said to the woman at the well, hey, go get your husband and come back. And she says, I have no husband. <laughs> and Jesus said, yeah, you're right. You have no husband. Fact is, you've had five husbands and the, the man you're with now is not your husband. What you've said is true. It's that that calls this woman to be captivated by the Savior And if you truly understand that God knows you like no one knows you, it will have the same impact on your life. You'll begin to realize that the God who spoke this world into existence, the God who created everything that is, knows you. That's why she left her water jar and she went and told the people in town. Verses 28 and 29. Yeah, y'all need to come see this man who told me everything I've ever done. He knows you. This is consistent throughout Scripture. Even in the tough times, He knows you. Jeremiah 29, 11, that verse that some of you have on the wall in your house or you have kind of as your background on your cell phone, that verse that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. That was in a difficult moment. That was with God saying, hey, you're going to hang out right where you are in the midst of these trials for 70 years, for decades. But I know you. I've got you. It's that same God that says, even the very hairs on your head are numbered. There's nothing in your life that he doesn't know you. But, But we don't stop there, do we? Not only does God know you like no one knows you. Jesus loves you like no one else loves you. That's the unspoken in this story. This woman in this unusual situation with this rabbi and this Jewish man finds herself in a situation where she's accepted and embraced and loved. And as a result of that love, her life was changed. She began to realize that all those things she had ever done were not good, and she needed a Savior, all because of his love. I don't want you to come to church and miss hearing this. God loves you. No matter what you've done, God loves you. No matter who you are, God loves you. That's the reason that the most famous verse in the Bible is known by people who have no understanding of the things we're talking about here today, but they would know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's why we have Romans 5, 8 that says, yes, God demonstrates his love in that while we're still sinners, Christ dies for us. 
The message of Scripture is that God loves you. And I pray that you don't leave today without basking and bathing in the love of God. But once you experience the love of God, you have to respond. And there's really only one correct response to your knowledge that God knows you and your knowledge that Jesus loves you. And that is that you see him as the savior of the world. The greatest thing you can ever know is that Jesus is the savior of the world. The greatest thing you could ever know is not a degree that you may be getting or have received. The greatest thing you can ever know is, is not some new knowledge that you gain because you read the latest nonfiction bestseller. The greatest thing you could ever know is not something you never thought you would learn because you typed it into a chat box on chat GPT. No, the greatest thing you could ever know is that Jesus is the savior of the world. If that is true, that changes everything. But I need to tell you, there's a difference between knowing something intellectually and knowing someone. I, I like to illustrate this with Abraham Lincoln. Let me see if you can help me. Um, first, a, a question just for the group. Is, is Abraham Lincoln still alive? No, okay. Um, does anybody know what happened to him? Oh, he got shot. He's got assassinated. Okay. Uh, when he was assassinated, um, what was his job at the time? His president. Okay. Um, and then did he have any big accomplishments as president of the United States? Yeah, the Emancipation Proclamation, the freedom of the state. You guys, give yourself a hand. You're veritable scholars on Abraham Lincoln. I mean, you know a lot. You know about him. But not one of us know him. And here's the reality. I, I can go in my box on chat GPT and I can type in a question that results in all kind of information. And I can gain a lot of knowledge. But, but that's not the same thing as knowing a person. And I would tell you, I, I've done a little research for the most part, when, when I've typed in theological questions in the chat GPT, I've been okay with the responses. It's probably filtering through the fact that it knows who I am and what my interests are. I mean, artificial intelligence, I mean, they're watching you. <laughs> but chat GPT is never going to know Jesus like you can know Jesus. But see, here's the problem. I've been doing this for so long, I realize there's a lot of us that have gained a lot of knowledge. And we can even quote the scriptures. But we've never made that 18-inch journey from our head to our heart so we know about Jesus like we know about Abraham Lincoln. But we don't know Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, Kimberly and I celebrated 30 years of marriage. And man, that's a big accomplishment for anybody. So thank you. Yes. It's a very big accomplishment for her. <laughs> so about 32 years ago, about this time of year, we were walking onto a seminary campus, her and I both for the first time moving there. And we had all these orientations, just like some students are doing right now at USF and at colleges and graduate schools across the country. And so here we were in graduate school. We didn't know anybody. I had moved 20 hours uh, from my home. Uh, she had moved 
uh, about six hours from where she grew up. And we keep seeing each other in these same circles on that first day. And so it didn't take long for me to get to know her name. But the more I kept seeing her, you know, here's what happened. We kept going to the same free lunches and free dinners because we were poor. (laughs) And the more I saw her that way, then I realized I want to know her. And I'm just going to tell you, this is not a PG message, but I just want to let you in a little bit. A couple years later, we got married, and, and we went on a honeymoon, and we got to know each other. Right? You with me? You okay? But guess what? 30 years into this, man, we're still getting to know each other. The greatest knowledge you'll ever have is to have that kind of intimate relationship with the one who is the Savior of the world. Paul writes about that in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 1 and verse 26. Listen to what he says. He's writing to people like us, to a church, brothers and sisters. Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. In other words, you're not a Christian because of how smart you are, because of how strong you are, because of how much potential you had. Those things may be true, but that's not what makes you a follower of Christ. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, the things that are not. To nullify the things that are so that no one may boast in him. It is because of him that you're in, in Christ Jesus who has become for us, listen to this, the wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it's written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. You want to grow, you want to gain something that makes a difference in your life, then boast in the wisdom that is knowing Jesus Christ. The one who's sovereign, who knows everything. But who leaves it up to us. (laughs) This is where it gets tricky, right? So let me let you into my life a little bit. Just keep this between us. Uh, in, in just a couple hours, I'm, I'm going to the airport with some of my friends from the church. And uh, we're going to get in one of those metal tubes uh, that has wheels and, and wings. And we're going to drive a little bit in Tampa. And then by God's grace, we're getting into the sky. And we take off in Tampa, but we're going to land in Frankfurt, Germany. About 10 hours later. Crazy. And you know what? When we board that airplane, it'll be just like every other airplane I've I've boarded. My life is in the hands of God. God is sovereign. He knows whether or not we're going to have a weather delay. He he knows uh, whether or not it's going to be bumpy. Please pray for my arm that it's not because if it's bumpy, my wife will be... Her nails will be going into my arm and there'll be blood. Um, 
He knows the safety of our flight. He knows every passenger. God is sovereign, but I want you to understand something. Lufthansa is responsible. It's it's the Lufthansa pilots and the the Lufthansa flight attendants that are going to be responsible and have agency on that flight. And nothing you do in your life will change the reality that God is sovereign, that he knows you better than anybody will know you. He loves you better than anybody will love you. And that he's the savior of the world. Nothing will change that. But you're responsible with what you're going to do with that information. And that's the most important knowledge you could ever have. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.